Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Einstein Simplified Podcast. I'm Aaron Littleton. If you are a local here, close to where we perform our live shows every Tuesday at 8 p.m. at Scruffy City Hall, you will know that we have had some inclement weather, which has kept us from performing our regular show and also recording our regular podcast. But taking a page from This American Life, because by God, if Ira Glass can do it, so can I, we are going to run an Einstein Simplified Podcast Presents episode, just like This American Life presented Serial's first episode and Invisibilia's first episode. Einstein Simplified Podcast is going to present my side podcast called Gameprov. It's all about improv and video games. So there's a lot of crossover between Einstein Simplified, I'm in it, Paul Simmons is in this episode, which you know from Einstein Simplified, John Hurst, a good friend of mine and good friend of the show, uh, is in this episode as well. So if you like video games and you like improv, hey, at least you got something to listen to this week, right? It's not the echoing sound of silence in this feed. So give Gameprov a listen, and do make sure to subscribe to the Einstein Simplified podcast uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to that at, and rate us, subscribe to us. We love being rated and subscribed to. Uh, and folks, do come out, check out our live shows. Hopefully Mother Nature will clear up and let us come back and perform again next Tuesday. So thanks again, and see you next week. This time on Gameprov, we talk about Portal, plus how to seduce a pancake. Hello everyone, welcome to Gameprov the podcast exclusively about video games and improv. Uh, my name is Aaron Littleton. I'm your host for Gameprov. Uh, what Gameprov is, what we're hoping it's going to be, is a podcast where we talk about video games but also include short-form improv games. So to make sure that that happens on each episode of Gameprov, I will invite someone from the world of video games someone from the world of improv, and of course have myself as well, and we will do both of these things. So my guest tonight on our very first episode, we have John Hurst, aka Doc Isaac, chiptune artist. Noted chiptune artist. <laughs> Noted notoriety. Maybe? Someone wrote a note about you. No, there time. was a there was a it was a love note. It was like it was one of those WWE Valentine cards that said like, you know, like a, it was a Facebook <laughs> status. That's what it, was. <laughs> it, it it had like X Pac on it, so it was like it's a pretty old Attitude Era. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so he also did our awesome theme song. So thank you, John. Oh, thank you. You're With welcome. me from the world of improv, we have founding member of the award-winning Einstein Simplified Comedy Improv Troupe, now in its twentieth year, Paul Ooh. Simmons. Hello, glad to be here. A man of Three words. We're well, I also know video games, too. He also... Not, not also, as extensively as I know improv or John and, and you know, 
the world of computer games. Yeah, we're going to get into some nerdy discussion. <laughs> the it's, world I, I, I of will games. fit in. He's like, nary a non-dragon Connor in this room. Yeah, no. <laughs> All of us. All of us. Uh, yeah, I picked two guys that hopefully will give this first episode a nice softball approach. <laughs> I collaborate with both of them. I'm also in Einstein Simplified, and uh, John and I do have done several things online. Probably the one you most you might know is Aaron and John watch yeah, where we, we watch. Yeah, we watch uh, random things for on loop for an hour. Yeah, it's it's a AKA. Let's ruin this Saturday afternoon. <laughs> like most mostly, if it, if my my idea is like if it doesn't end in crying, it's not comedy. <laughs> so, well, I hope we get to crying at this point. Uh, I thought starting us off our first episode of Game Prof, we would talk about Portal. Oh yes, that game that 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 new that new. A fresh indie title. The fresh indie title from 2007. Yeah. yeah. Good uh, times. Portal, mm-hmm. Portal was the game that came to me, and I don't think this is, I don't think this is worth dismissing completely, as a, a touchstone game that almost everyone that regularly plays video games now, and that would be interested in hearing some kind of discussion about them, would know, which is why we chose it. Yes, has it been discussed to death? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but I think it's like, it, the reason why it's been discussed to death is because it is just, like, it's that well-known of games, that well-regarded of a game. It's so and, and good. death is just the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I was doing a little bit of research, and uh, not counting Steam sale, just just actual physical copies of Portal sold were over 4 million copies. Wow. And they're probably a lot higher than that because yeah. of Steam sale. Like, I don't know what this... I don't yeah, know Steam doesn't release the, like, sale documents at they all. Don't. So they... they um, they're, it's a private company. Like, they just don't... They just don't it's like, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do huh. that that deal. Like, it's like... Ha- like, it's like, you can, you can guess. Like, so... You got, like, like, a lot of Steam conspiracy theories going on. It's like, <laughs> it sold 27 million copies. <laughs> Well, at least four million, and you assume a lot more. Uh, and just to put that number in perspective, the I, and this this was something I didn't research. It just came to me doing other things in my life. I heard the sales figure for the song "Reunited," and it feels so good. You know, it's like "Reunited," yes. and it feels that, that is the so couple skate song of the yeah, skating rink. Exactly. <laughs> Three million copies sold Three million. of that song. Like that, so Portal is by a quarter, a more at least a quarter, a more recognizable title than Reunited. <laughs> so what you're saying what, is what Portal, an Portal. odd song to pick. As an <laughs> it's not like Portal. I looked it up. It's just a well. I mean, but it, honestly, you, you did look it up. <laughs> no, I seriously did. Oh. It was on This American Life. Uh, <laughs> Check that out. It's a little unknown podcast. Oh yeah, an indie podcast. Indie podcast. You know, like we're we like to lift up other indie podcasts uh, on our national podcast radio or something. So like that. what you're basically saying is Portals is double couple skate for video games. Exactly. Okay. Quad skate. Quad skate. Oh man. Oh, oh man. Uh, so it was it was briefly brought up uh, Steam, and I th- I'm going to say the first thing. I'd like to talk about, before we even get into uh, Portal itself, is that the orange box, which was how Portal was originally released, mm-hmm. which was a collection of Valve software. Right. Uh, Portal was first released in the orange box, and for me, it was like a Trojan horse to get Steam on my computer. <laughs> because, yes, you got like five games 
for uh, five great games for a, 50 bucks, I think, when it first came out. Um, but they were all the Steam versions. Yeah, yeah, and they were... Um, I, I actually had Steam for... Um, I think I had I bought Half-Life uh, 2 Episode 1 mm-hmm. uh, before the Orange Box came out. And I remember at the time, I was actually angry at Steam, but it was not for reasons that Steam or Valve could have... Pre- could have done done with it was because I was on dial up modem at the time. Oh, okay. I was on fifty six k and I was like, God. like I it was the summer after I graduated, and I I think I had to, I I, I bought it. It's like oh man I can't wait to play Half Life Two Episode One Cub Zero and uh, you're gonna have to wait. With and, well like I, I installed it and Va- Steam forces you to update the game and I'm like I'm on I'm I'm on dial can I just can, no 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 but it started updating it's like oh geez so I remember like. Uh, I was like, I was just just waiting through that time. Point is, just don't live in rural Tennessee. No, don't do that. <laughs> Pro tip for, for that and Pro other tip. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was, and all I had heard about Steam beforehand I, was that it was not good. That it was kind of a mess. It was a mess. It was green for for one. I don't like remember it, it being green. It was soup. It was like camo green. It was like oh, really? going into the army. Um, it was it was kind of a mess. Uh, Half Life Two. I recall like there was a lot of launch problems where basically uh, just trying to get the game started. What now? Obviously, like like it's a, it's not well, it's not a well-oiled machine, but it's an oiled machine. Like you can process the machine, but <laughs> but before then, it was just like uh, it was just you were trying to get everything together for like for it. It just it was just kind of a mess. It wasn't as bad at the time when Half Life Two Episode One came out. It was it was starting to get there. Yeah. Um, but those that kind of reputation took a long time to get rid of, and then it finally just took the the a fantastic deal <laughs> yeah. for everyone to go. Fine, I will deal with the Steam stuff because it was. Why would you do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were at the time it was an alien idea to me, at least, to purchase a digital only copy of a video game. I get like it's like I can't have a physical copy of this. Why I can't put it on my wall? Why, why yeah, do I want this? It seemed sketchy. It seemed dangerous. I, I like I, the idea it, of like I can always ha- hold this in my hand and it's mine. It's the guy in the trench coat, basically. Yeah. So, um, uh, so what year that's, is that? 2007 okay, was, so when came, 2007 was when it came out. Yeah. And I, I remember yeah. I bought. I still bought a. A physical copy of the of the game on PC to put the the, uh, the game code in. Oh, really? Even though like so now you didn't buy the orange box. No, I bought the orange box. Oh, it okay. was just it was the the physical copy. Oh yes, I have a physical copy of the orange yeah. box as well. Um, uh, and Portal was actually it's one of the games that I remember I saw the trailer for and it seemed really interesting. And I was like, I I just got a, my first full time job out of college then. Right. And uh, and I was like, well, I can wait on that. I can save my money. And people, people online were like, basically, it's like, like looking at me. It's like you of all people would enjoy this game. Yeah. And uh, like, I think it was like literally. It, I I had that patience for all of two days before I just went out and bought <laughs> it. Bought. So I, Portal, that's, that's Portal a was crowdsourced peer pressure. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the internet, the internet's hell of a peer pressure place. Oh yes. So Portal is a first-person shooter puzzle game if there's anyone listening to this that has never played it and i doubt that but just in case uh it's a first person puzzle game that uses uh two portals which are there's an orange portal and a blue portal and if you place them on walls that are the correct color they will stick and then they link those two places together 
Mm-hmm. So you could you could potentially put one on the floor, and this is the joke always. You put one on the floor, you put one on the ceiling right above it, you drop something in it, and you have a perpetual motion machine, you get infinite energy, and you've, you've saved the world. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, and, gravity. Yeah, but uh, that that's just how it works. Uh, but it's a, it asks you to go ahead and solve puzzles with within this realm, and of course there's different wrinkles that come in with boxes and things. Um, but it looks very much... Like a, a first person shooter, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's from Valve. It uses the Steam engine and it's uh, the in, Source engine. Source actually. engine. Yeah. Source engine. Excuse me, not Steam. Uh, it uses the Source engine, and it's immediately recognizable. And I don't know why. There's something weird <laughs> about the Source engine. I can look at a game, and if it's running Source, I just see like you don't even have to tell me it's a Source engine. I it, don't know why. Just like you can tell the Unreal Engine. Yeah, yeah, it's something, but it's... There's, it's but there's, you can tell the Unreal Engine by the big beefy dudes well, around. Well, no, <laughs> no, not just from that. Just there, every every game engine has its own signature interpretation. Right, and yeah. if you've played it enough, you can recognize them. In the case of Source, I think it like it's the geometry. A lot of the geometry has that's, that feeling to it. Like where it's I like, don't get it. Like I don't like, understand why a corner can... <laughs> and like, oh, that's a different corner than well, something like, else. But like, it totally... <laughs> And uh, so the Source Engine is usually used for first-person uh, action games, like shooters, like Half-Life, Counter-Strike, things like that. And, More Half-Life. Uh, at Team Fortress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So in a way, uh, and this is something I found distressing when I played through Portal at first, because it feels so much like a Source game, and because you have your gun on the side of the screen, I was always concerned that it was going to ask me to function as if I were in a shooter, like a fast-paced action shooter. Um, and, like, of course, it never does. Right, yeah. Because you don't have the tool set in Portal to function like that. No, it's never going to tell you to, uh, to you know, to cover and fire, you know, fire random blind portals at, at the wall for, for no reason no, whatsoever. No, Make the Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, you've always, more or less, you've always got time to plan out what you're going to do. Now, there is sometimes where... Timing is, of course, an issue where you've got to press a button and then press another button in a quick sequence. But there is infinite time, if you want it, before you have to do that to plan your moves. There's literally no pressure. There's no, like, with the exception of one key scenario at the end of the game, there's no time limit in Mm -hmm. the entire game. Like, you can, like, you see an area, it's like, okay, how do I solve it? And it's very, especially the early areas where you have a test, like, you're in test chambers in the the first... um, 19 areas or so and um and they, like you're just like you you see an area you can you have enough time to observe you have to look around see what's going on see what you can fire at and try to figure it out from there yeah um and it's it it it's requires a bit of trust that the game isn't going to ask you to do that because there's every like video <laughs> game instinct in your body that's been honed to be ready for dudes to run around the corner with rocket launchers. Oh, yeah. You just have to suppress. You're like, no! It's like, it's like the original Half-Life, where I think the first time you see humans outside of the uh, the, the beginning of the game, they're shooting at you. Yeah. Like, other, like other, you're just fighting, like, random random aliens. Right. And if you're wondering, yes, Aaron was vi- visibly, physically agitated yes, of the, the non-existent <laughs> but perceived threat of something <laughs> bad going to happen in Portal. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't help that it kind of looks like the gun from the Fifth Element too, where it has like it should have like like the homing bullet and the flamethrower and stuff like that. Oh so. yeah, from Zorg. Is yeah. Like, so uh, my personal favorite flamethrower. 
The, uh, the Portal sword, would be a very different game with a flamethrower. The Source Engine was what the graphics were rendered in, but uh, an, another thing that was interesting about Portal probably wasn't the first time you someone ran, like gamers ran into this, but was an early time was it used the Havoc physics engine. Did, did it use a Havoc physics engine? I think so. It has an advanced physics engine in it. I don't know. Maybe it's not Havoc. I just assumed, I guess, sorry, um, that it was Havoc um, just because Half-Life 2 used it. Before these sort of advanced physics engines came into vogue, things acted in, in very pre-scripted ways. You know, if you dropped a box, more or less, like, it may just sit on the ground. But with Portal, the physicality of the rooms you were in was very important. Yeah, you could pick up momentum. Things could bounce around. Uh, and that was all handled in this physics engine that uh, that allowed for this really natural sort of feeling and really kinetic feeling inside of the game. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you hadn't played Half-Life 2, and Half-Life 2 I, was the first time I think I was aware of a, an engine yeah. like that. If, I don't know if Oblivion. Oh, came it, out Half-Life first. Two loved. I, now that you now that you mentioned, I'm. I, yeah, you're right. That, like with the Havoc physics engine, with the uh, it like it loved that little physics engine. It made sure you knew about it. Like all the little puzzles in the yeah. Like the I remember the one where you you had to go underwater and lift the barrels and lift up the platform right early on. So that was that was also something. And again, I don't know if Oblivion came out first. Or not, but it was um, that was also an early physics engine mm. uh, thing where you became aware of the fact that these things can sort of swing around on their own or bounce around on their own, and it's not everything pre-scripted. Like there's some amount of intelligence going in how it parses it. Right. Um, mm. And honestly, I don't even know if the experience we got as Portal would have been possible. Like the full experience would have been possible. Without a physics engine like that, because no, no, because I like, would say no. Keeping yeah. up the like, you know, especially with momentum and just you know, like trying to navigate the room like you do, especially when uh, like the areas where you're just kind of like shooting a portal into a portal into a portal. <laughs> Yo, dog. All right, now we're gonna move on to our first improv scene of the show. Uh, in this scene, Paul and I will be performing. I am going to be a character similar similar to GLaDOS. Uh, I will be Aaron Os. <laughs> and uh, Paul will be a test subject inside of Aperture Science Laboratories named aptly Paul. Uh, so oh, this is a game... convenient. This is a game <laughs> we're calling Plot Stick. A lot, of, a lot of video games plot stick you forward. Uh, what we've done in the break, John has taken some... Uh, some sentences, some basically stage directions that I have given him a blank. He's filled in those blanks. He's going to, at various times during this scene, read uh, these scenes, and we're going to have to move forward in our own scene, justify what's going on. So we're not testing portals in this portion of the Aperture Science Labs. John, what are we testing? Well, I think, uh, I think you guys need to be testing waffles. Waffles. All right. Yeah. So an improv scene testing waffles. You're in my house inside now. <laughs> of Aperture Science. <sighs> okay. Sensors have indicated that subject Paul has woken up. Hello. Welcome um, to the Aperture Science Waffle Testing Grounds. Oh, uh, thank you. My name is Aranos. 
I will be guiding you through your waffle gauntlet. I mean, waffle tasting today. I'll go with tasting, but okay, thank you. Thank you, Aranos. If you will remove yourself from the bed of the Aperture Science Relaxation Decahedron, please do so. Okay. It was awkward, but I'm out. You have been asleep for 14 minutes. Oh. Felt like longer, but okay. You should sleep longer. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Now? You look tired. Perhaps you could be inspired by waffles? Sure, I'm up for that. Alright, the following scene was inspired by famous film director Wes Anderson. Oh, I'm assuming those are waffle spiders crawling on the ceiling? That is correct. As you can see, we have used the newest of stop-motion animation to make a quirky, hipster-loving waffle spider. Um... Oh, okay. Please consume waffle spider after creating an awkward yet loving relationship with it. <laughs> I'm, I think we're both uncomfortable now. Okay. Um, Use hey. the Aperture Science... Spider Waffle Pickup Line Handbook provided to you in your Aperture Science bookshelf. Oh, okay. Aranos releases a neurotoxin that causes Paul to speak in a Boston accent. You will now be speaking in the Waffle Spider's native tongue, Bostonian. Hey, how about you come down here and we have a bit of a, a chew-off? Don't forget. I was hoping that we could uh, enjoy a covering in syrup. The waffle spider seems unpleased. Uh, pocket waffly goodness in my mouth. Please, please proceed to waffle spider seduction method two. All right. Later, the two proceed to start a portal-related band. All right. I'm a big fan of what's <laughs> happening in the northwestern portion of our science track. Okay. Oh, good. The neurotoxin wore off. Thank goodness. Yes, you have been removed from the neurotoxin of Boston. <laughs> this is going to be a Boston-themed, portal-themed cover <laughs> band. Oh, okay. Baby, don't fear the portal. Oh, don't fear the portal. Okay. That's right. And other Boston songs, which I can definitely <laughs> remember. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron every, every fiber of my being was to one to yell out that was a Blue Oyster cold song. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. We just we had to break because we just realized that Paul thought that Wes Anderson was Clive Anderson. Uh, I incorrectly mapped Wes Anderson to Clive. I know who Wes Anderson Maybe. is, <laughs> but at that very moment, I I thought he was Clive for some reason. He's his creepier brother. <laughs> is they related? But I, I don't know. But none of us know Boston songs. <laughs> I I, I, had, I I thought it was more than a feeling though that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So don't ask me to think of a Boston song off the top of my head because you are, you are banned from Boston. <laughs> like, I think. Oh, nice phrasing. Yeah, Stevie Nicks will kick me out of Boston. <laughs> Wait, no! Oh my god, more, more things that are not Boston. <laughs> Jesus. 
Okay, let's uh, let's go back. Not intersecting sets. <laughs> let's talk about Portal again for a minute, since ostensibly this podcast is about it. Um, you know, we brought it up in the last scene, uh, but Glados, yeah, is um, I think she really is the star of Portal. Like you might you might play Shell, but Glados is what people remember about Portal. No, oh, yeah, I mean, like you basically. For lack of a better term, she's kind of the narrator. Like everything that every bit of information that you're given yeah. outside of the room that you're in is Glados talking to you. Yes. Like the initial part of that, you you are getting ba- like you know basic information, basic instructions on how to proceed further. Right. And it's kind of a kind of like a Logan's Run scenario where you like you don't think like you, you think something's weird and amiss about this. But you don't know what's what's wrong until much later. Yeah, exactly. As a as a person in 2014 that has 2015, 2015, Happy New the Year. future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boston's releasing a new album. Just wrote it on <laughs> they my probably board. are. <laughs> uh, the uh, I have this idea of of Glados in my head that's informed a lot from Portal, but possibly at this point a lot more from Portal Two. Mm-hmm. So when I went back to revisit Portal for this episode, uh, what I what I discovered is that without that information, you honestly could make a case that a person playing Portal for the first time might not even realize that Glados is an artificial intelligence until considerably later in the game. It sounds so robotic. It sounds so. Nor- just like what you would imagine some creepy science laboratories pre-taped messages to you to be. Mm-hmm. And her growth from a taped message that just sort of blandly tells you to go into a tube uh, to a fully fleshed out artificial intelligence that hates you is honestly like the character arc of Portal. Right, right. I'm, I mean, they extend on that further in the sequel. Right, uh, especially I like, concentrated on that, and there's more to it than that from there. But in Portal, like you got basically what you said—a pre, like what sounds like a pre-recorded message or something that's interacting with you in a very limited manner. Yes, and you go through you, and as you go through, the messages get a little bit quirkier and quirkier, and you realize like something's a little bit off. Like especially the kind of the height of that's when the weighted companion cube comes in. Right, like that's where. That like the weighted companion cube is almost overused at this point, like yes. from like from the the internet standpoint. But at that point, like that's where, like where where a lot of the humor comes from. Yes. And like like later on, it kind of it kind of continues down that path, and then when you reach the turning point when the testing ends, so to say, that's where you start seeing really her personality. And I had the the exact same note is that there is every possibility. Up until the point where you avoid your pre-programmed death, mm-hmm. when you were supposed to just drop down into the fire and die, that the messages from GLaDOS could 100% be pre-recorded. Right, right, yeah. Because you're basically doing exactly what she's telling you to do. You have a limited amount of options that you can do, and when you do them, she responds in a way that makes it seem like she just expected this to happen. Right, yeah, like, and when you when you escape, so to say, like... Um, like when you when you have to look around and find a way to escape to to above the above the flaming pit, it's uh, like that. That's not where it's programmed. It's like like suddenly the AI 
kind of starts panicking, and you don't, you still don't know whether or not it's an AI or or what. But right, yeah. And then when you get to the final boss, uh, that is when Glados as a character becomes fully fleshed out. Her voice changes as you're removing the modules from from them. And I actually read in some interviews with Valve and whatnot that um, that was completely planned. Like it, the idea was that everyone could make it to the end of Portal. And they kept stripping down and making the final battle easier mm. so you could pay more attention to what GLaDOS was saying and how she was changing. Yeah, like, she changes very quickly in that manner. Like, it's also interesting because... Oh, uh, spoiler alert. Well, okay. Like, <laughs> 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 you really should have. Uh, um, it'll be in the theme song. <laughs> like, like, at the same time, the level design is changing significantly. You're still trying to solve puzzles but they're more they're not like there's not an end goal you're trying to get out of you're trying to escape to a certain area right and you have like you go from these clean sterile environments to these rusty factory looking areas that that kind of reflect what's going on in the narrative yeah that's that's a really good point um that her 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 voice as you get into these nastier dirtier more dangerous well maybe not more dangerous but less put together areas GLaDOS is falling apart with you, or yeah. with with the, with the areas you're in, and trying everything to convince you to like to do what the actual like she she's a program like she's right. like why do you not act like you should like yeah. it's like you know like just and we'll try anything I think my favorite line is like oh someone cut the cake yeah just like it's like I I told them not to but they cut the cake <laughs> and I'm just like like every trick in the book basically yeah it actually leads me uh, to talk about. There is a really strong visual language inside of Portal. Uh, as you go into each testing track, there are little placards, or they're not little, they're large placards actually, with these really iconic representations of the hazards you're going to be facing mm-hmm. in that particular track, sort of what you can expect. And then as you're in the track, they these little same icons lead you around and say, like, you put a cube on this button. But once you escape from that, that way of the game talking to you does not end mm. because you start discovering same, these really dirty little messages scrawled to you by Ratman, who is not named in the game, but like they're just unknown messages when you're yeah, just playing. Portal. When you're playing, yeah, there's like a guy that's also loose inside, or at one point was loose inside the Aperture Science Labs, and he's left messages for other people that got free, mm-hmm. and they take the place in these writings on the wall. They still say, like, put a portal here, or, like, watch out, or, you know, and they, they use pictograms, some mm-hmm. a lot. They also use writing, but it, I thought it was interesting in the way that this visual language of symbols on the wall t- sort of helping you proceed forward continued, but in a different way uh, once you broke out of the testing track. Yeah, one of the um, one of the things I remember, um, like with the, with the, the pictograms, I remember playing through. Well, it was a couple of years ago, so I forgive me if I'm remembering it wrong. But um, the with the iconographs, where um, when you're in the like in the more like the later half of the game, the, there's a couple things where he's like, you know, go up, and they in the commentary they were talking about how it's really hard to get players to look up in a first person shooter. Right. So you have to have like something either very interesting up there or a way to designate that. Um, like that you're supposed to be looking up in the case of what they did they have like up and i think they had a uh the ladder i think fall or something like that i could be wrong yeah there was a point where 
you're in like in the tube, like you go to get on a ladder and it just falls yeah. up to pieces. And that was that was that same sort of thing to sort of guide the player. You're being guided all the time of this, and you kind of don't even realize, right? You think it's happening, like you think you're free, but you're really, you know, you're still you're still following the path, so to say. But you're you're still there's a different end goal than what happened earlier in the game, where you're just trying to get to the end. Well, you're trying to get to the end of the level. You're trying to get you're trying to escape, but it feels different. All right, we're going to get back to some improv now. Uh, we're just going to pick up from where we left off at our last game, uh, <laughs> where Paul was attempting to seduce a waffle spider, and Eranos was uh, trying to help him along with that. Through the power of Boston. Yes, through the power of Boston or... Uh, new seduction line from the... <laughs> whatever classic. <laughs> All right, now proceed to seduction line 47... Hey, how about some strawberry syrup instead this time? You have failed. Now, I read the line. Do not use the Aperture Science self-termination gun underneath your pillow. Please proceed to the next waffle-based test outside <laughs> of the door. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to kill myself. Okay. To continue, Paul needs a Steam account. Um, if you will just enter in your Steam credentials, I will unlock the door. Oh, okay. It seems you do not have a Steam account. Would you like to register for Steam? Yes. Say yes. 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 Say I'm... yes in ancient Hawaiian. That was an excellent <laughs> luau dance. <laughs> Accepted. Please present blood sample for Steam account. Blood denied. Have you replaced blood. your blood with delicious waffle syrup? I haven't. Oh, I forgot. I replaced your blood with delicious waffle syrup. That explains the blurred vision. <laughs> in a flashback sequence, we see Paul in his former life as an enemy turret. <laughs> Howdy there, Turret Paul. Howdy. I see you've been turreting pretty good. Yes, I have. Been shooting a bunch of good guys because I'm an enemy turret. That's good. You know, it's good to know your place. Whether you're an enemy or a good guy, isn't it great we live in a black and white world? It is. I love the fact that it's just so clear cut. There's no gray whatsoever. I mean, I'm. I'm Hold on a second. <laughs> Oh, wow, that guy looked really nice. I'm yeah, he looked really... He did. Correct use of past tense. <laughs> I'm glad you shot him. So am I. It's not like anything horrible is going to happen to me in the future. No, of course not. By the way, the Army has a new assignment for you. Okay. Uh, we found the entrance to a large, seemingly underground tunnel research lab thing. We just thought maybe you could pop on in there and... See what that is for us. Sure. Happy to do my part for the enemy. <laughs> yes, of course. What could possibly go wrong? Enemy co for life. <laughs> enemy co. <laughs> uh, later at the IHOP. <sighs> Finally, a freaking pancake. Now, make love to the pancake. <laughs> I can't do it while you're watching. I will turn off my optical sensors. 
Are you making love yet? Your eye, I can see it's still on. Listen, my eye glows a soothing red, whether I am using it or not. It looks like I'm being targeted. This is this is not gonna function well. Can't you make love to a pastry while an evil, I mean, normal (laughs) robot is watching you? This seems normal. This is normal. Uh, um, normal, normal for for red eye, yeah, but not not for me. Fine, we will. I need to. It's like, man, and the whipped cream is stale. It's not doing it for me. Fine, we will not have you make love to a pancake. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll destroy it. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> <laughs> been the uh, portal episode of game Pro. <laughs> yes so uh thank you so much for tuning in uh paul john thank you guys for coming out and being on this first episode i hope we will have you back at some point hey thank in you the future as well uh do either of you guys have anything that you would like to plug before we go anything you want to point people to oh yeah um mayor mentioned that um, part of einstein simplified and we perform every tuesday night 815 at Scruffy City Hall in downtown Market Square in the lovely Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep, if you're near Knoxville, Tennessee, come on out. Of course, you can download the Einstein Simplified podcast no matter where you're at. Right, Paul? Right, I was going to say that. Just go to EinsteinSimplified.com. There's a link for the podcast. Subscribe through your favorite uh, subscription <laughs> service to the podcast. That's a good point. And you know what? I, I'm sure no one on that podcast will be. It will ever be on Game Prop, so... <laughs> Just uh, just don't wear a totally different thing. Uh, check that out. If, all, all normal. If you are uh, if you're needing more um, more music based listening to go through, um, I have a, ser- a several tracks on uh, on on my Tumblr account. Tumblr super super Right. Like I have like list of like like all my songs. Usually just like the standard updates of what's going on. I should have an EP out probably. Um, Probably about March, April or so. Okay. That's so cool. looking for looking uh looking forward to getting that done and getting that out like finally out of my uh my computer. Okay, so. good deal. Uh new EP coming nice. out. Exclusive drop. Exclusive. I dropped it like on game Pro. Like, like is it the treble? The treble, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh so this has been Game Prop again. Thanks guys. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, rate us wherever you are downloading this from, and we'll see you next time.